everyone. My guest for this episode is Becky Rothmaller, New York City-based makeup artist and licensed esthetician. Becky's work has appeared in magazines such as Vulcan, Nylon Spain, Vogue Italy, and many more. She's worked with brands such as Revlon, The M Jewelers, Aparis, and Netflix. She was a key makeup artist for Mark Bauer's Spring Summer 2020 at New York Fashion Week. You can view her work on her Instagram at Becky Rothmaller and view her portfolio on her website, BeckyRothmaller.com. Please welcome Becky Rothmaller. Thank you for coming on. Hi. Hi, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you Glad for, to be here. I'm very happy. I feel like I've had, uh, you're our third makeup artist and I think you're six episodes. It's very cool to have a lot of makeup artists on. So it's, you guys always have like really cool stories. All oh, these stories, <laughs> very <Yeah>. many stories. <laughs> I just wanted to ask you, like, how have you been dealing with like COVID-19? Because I know it affected like your line of work quite a bit. So I just wanted to see how you've been dealing with that. Yeah, um, it's definitely been a challenge, Um, you know, especially on the new year. Everybody wants to have big dreams, big goals for the new year, 2020 going hard. Um, And I felt like I was I had a good momentum going in the beginning of the year, January, February, March, and then it hit. Um, So for those, you know, six, about six months, five months um, that we, you know, couldn't work. um, It was definitely a challenge, um, but I'm glad to be back working again. Have you noticed like any changes in the way that things work now since like in these six months or is everything sort of just, you know, back to normal? Um, I would say back to normal, but with new changes um, for, of course, sanitation and protocols uh, with PPE. Um, Everyone on set has to be wearing a mask, which is obviously very different, um, especially just when speaking to to other people. And so much of our expression and the way that we talk is through our our, um, mouth expressions and um, reading lips. So it's it's challenging sometimes to hear and to communicate in that way, but um, you know, so that's definitely different. And also, um, of course, with brushes, um, using more disposables, um, trying to lessen the contact of your products actually coming into contact with the skin. So disposable lip wands, disposable mascara wands, those were always something I was using anyway. Um, but just trying to use as much disposables as possible in the kit, um, as well as hospital grade disinfectants for sterilizing the surfaces that you're working on before you begin. Right. Did you work on any personal projects like during quarantine? Yeah, I mean, personal projects, just trying out some different techniques, different tutorials, um, makeup artists that I like, that I admire, um, checking out some of their work, um, experimenting on myself a little bit. Face painting is always something that I enjoy doing. Um, so I, you know, use that time to do something, you know, different that you wouldn't ordinarily do. Um, maybe doing a a butterfly face mask or something like that. It gives you the opportunity to get creative, um, and just, yeah, try out different techniques, follow different tutorials, things like that. So like, I know you became an esthetician in 2008. I believe, right? Is that correct? Um, yes, 2008. Yes, that's correct. 2015, you decided to pursue your dream of becoming a makeup artist. Like, why did you decide to make that switch from esthetician to makeup artist? Um, I had always wanted to do makeup. Actually, that was my original goal. That was 
initially what I wanted to do was become a makeup artist. Um, I, I had no idea what um, an esthetician was, um, but at the time there, and there still isn't, there is no license, New York state license for a certified makeup artist, but under cosmetology and under aesthetics, you're state um, certified to provide facials, um, skincare treatments, and it includes um, makeup. So I thought that that would be a good idea to um, just just be um, learned in bacteriology, um, sanitation. That's really the biggest thing um, for esthetician. Most of the state board was actually sanitation. There was, of course, a written, but most of the practical is all sanitation. Um, so I thought it would be a good idea to get licensed and also just to learn about skin. Um, and then from there, I was just... Um, it's kind of something I fell into, you know, after graduating school, um, I just immediately started working in the skincare industry and, um, it was something that I enjoyed doing, but after, you know, eight years or nine years in the spa industry, you get a little burnt out. Um, and I decided, and I, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I wasn't a hundred percent happy doing it anymore. Um, and I wanted to use my creativity more because I've always had that in me. And I decided to um, pull out all the stops, leave my job, use my entire savings um, that I had to go back to school to pursue makeup since that was always what I wanted to do. Right, yeah, I see that you you went to the Makeup Forever Academy in Soho. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you feel like a lot of people don't like you know, they don't follow the path of going to makeup school first. Do you feel like it was worth it? A hundred percent. Yeah, I would have to say a hundred percent. I learned so much at that school and especially the fact that, you know, like I said, it was, it was something that I wanted to do out of passion that I spent my entire savings on um, to, to be there. And so I ate up every little last ounce of information and practical skill and um, all the education that they provided. Um, and I really, really wanted to be there. So I was really serious about it. Um, and if it hadn't been for going to school, I really don't think I would know what I was doing at all. I don't know how I would have gotten started. Um, and the teachers that I had were so great. Yeah, because I know like, um, they give you also guys like business management classes on how to like get started and like networking at those schools too. Do you feel like a lot of networking came out of that school? Um, I guess definitely because there's some of my peers that I still um, am, I'm in contact with that I met at the school. Also those teachers now, those teachers now are currently working on, on Pat McGrath's team um, for fashion week. Um, one of my teachers there, her name is Jen. Um, I know she also works for Kevin Aquan. She works for Pat McGrath. Um, so they're they're very established industry artists um, that I was fortunately able to learn under. Um, and that, I mean, that kind of experience is invaluable to me, so. It's very expensive. So I guess you said you waste, you spent all of your, uh, your savings there. So I'm like, Ooh. I did. Yeah, it was, it was very expensive and it's hard to kind of make that decision. Um, but yeah, I think for me, it was, it was totally worth it because something else that was, um, 
a huge advantage for me was the professional portfolio that we got out of it. Um, there was a really good beauty photographer that they hired. And so we were able to graduate with a strong portfolio and that enabled me to get shoots after, um, you know, to continue getting shoots, because of course, when you start test shooting, people want to see your book um, and they want to see if you're worth their time to, um, you know, invest in, in terms of setting up a, a shoot, booking a model or booking a studio and things like that. So you do, you do have that advantage of having a strong beauty portfolio when you graduate. Right. Yeah. You, you have a degree in fine art from FIT, right? So how has this affected your background, like as a career, like as, how has this affected your career as a makeup artist? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, in every way, I think, because, um, I mean, so much of what we do is, is creativity and color and, um, you know, we're, we're forever talking about the color wheel as makeup artists in terms of color correction, um, in terms of like complementary colors, um, skin tones, matching undertones. And I think having a background in um, painting a hundred percent is gonna help, is gonna help you as an artist. Um, and yeah, and just in terms of like exploring creativity, um, being in the fashion, um, being at the Fashion Institute and being surrounded by that, being surrounded by artists, being surrounded by designers. Um, I had a I had a roommate in at FIT who was a photographer, and she was actually kind of the one who introduced me to um, beginning to do test shoots because she worked on this website called Model Mayhem. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but back in, you know, at that time, that was kind of the big site to start doing test shoots and meeting photographers and collaborating. And um, she was on there and I actually did a couple shoots with her doing the makeup and she did the photography and we collaborated on that. Um, and so that, that was uh, my first introduction really to, to test shooting. So I also see that you assisted various artists. Like, how did you get these opportunities? Um, I actually just reached out um, via email. Um, the assisting that I did for uh, Fashion Week was through an agency called The Wall Group. Um, and I emailed them and I was able to come in for a um, kind of just a meet and greet interview, um, portfolio review. Um, and they looked at my work and we had a chat and yeah, I mean, I was able to thankfully get some, um, get some opportunities through them for assisting. So that was great. And then also another uh, artist that I assisted, her name was Lija and I just emailed her and um, yeah, thankfully she wanted to have me on set and it worked out. Yeah, you're the second person to tell us that like emailing is key. That's how you get things. You have to like send out and like, you know, just take that risk of like putting yourself out there. Putting yourself out there. So yeah. yeah, yeah. It can be really scary, um, but it's definitely worth it when it pays off. Yeah, I feel like maybe that fear of rejection or like fear of like, oh, they're not going to want me. Maybe they think that like I'm, I'm not good enough, but you know, it's like not everyone's going to think, not everyone's going to like what you do, but there is going to be someone that likes what you do. And I feel like that's something a lot of people will learn as they work through things and that, you know, 
you will get an answer back from someone. Yeah, I think it's definitely a matter of persistence and um, continuing to message people you either want to assist, photographers you want to work with. Sometimes you'll get a response, sometimes you won't. Um, but persistence is key. I mean, what is there's some saying that says if you get the if you get if you get the answer no, you're asking the wrong person. Yeah, um, yeah. so just keep trying, keep emailing. Um, and and people are always looking for assistance, especially if you have a strong portfolio, if your point of view matches with their point of view, they'll want to work with you. Um and yeah, that's that's key in the industries just to keep trying and be persistent. Right. This is like a conversation that a lot of people like in the freelance world have, but like have how did you feel? Did you have to and how do you feel about like non-paid gigs? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, you have to. It's it's a part of the industry. Um is is test shooting. I mean, that's how I started. That's how I got any paid gigs at all. Um, when I first graduated, I was I got a couple, you know, paid gigs, low pay, no pay. Um, but you have to do that for a while to build your book and um, start also networking is a huge part of the test shoots because the people that you test with eventually become people that you work with. Um, so I would say that's key, yeah. So like, I know when you're assisting someone, you're sort of that person's responsibility and, you know, you have to show face for them and stuff like that. So what are some do's and don'ts of assisting artists and working on sets? Do's and don'ts. I would say um, do be as hardworking as you can. Um, always try to anticipate their needs as best you can. It's definitely awkward. And I've had people assist me and I've assisted others. It can be awkward delegating tasks, tasks to people and telling them I need this or I need that. So you, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not comfortable doing that. And you have to expect that the other way that they might not be comfortable telling someone what to do constantly. So you have to try to anticipate what they need. Um, um, so I would say, yeah, try to do that as much as possible and, um, just be yourself, you know, try to be, um, you know, kind to everybody and helpful to everybody and, um, just do the best you can. And, um, hopefully if they like your personality, you'll continue assisting with them. I would say things do you shouldn't do are, um, ever trying to, take credit for their work. Um, if they wanna tag you on social media as an assistant, they can, but that's definitely up to their discretion. You should never you know, post pictures of a shoot that that's their work and um, you know, make it out to be yours. Um, if you are to post, you should always ask them first if that's okay. Um, and I would say try not to ever overstep your position in a way um because again you're there for them you're there to assist them you're not there to you know become buddy buddy with their the photographer that they're working with or the hairstylist that they're working with um you know if if eventually they want to share their contacts with you that's great um but i would say kind of be be as be as low-key as you can but continue to work hard and show them that you want to be there right
So I know you've done work for films, editorials, and private clients. Like what makes each experience different? Oh yeah, they're very different. Um, I would say, um, you know, editorials, you, you definitely get to be creative, which is fun. You get to do kind of what you want, what, what your vision is. Um, maybe something that's more experimental or more colorful or more avant-garde, but when it's, and a model um, is usually going to expect that, that it's, that it's kind of um, predetermined what the look is gonna be, you know, what, whatever the makeup artist and the photographer and the stylist um, put together on the mood board. So it's not um, necessarily up to the model what the look is gonna be, but when you're working on a client, it's what they want. So it's completely different. Um, in, in both, you definitely wanna, sh you wanna show your point of view as an artist, no matter what, no matter if it's what the client wants or what you wanna do, you should always try to have your, um, like your point of view, your aesthetic, your uh, signature look kind of come through in anything that you do but they definitely vary in that way. And with, with uh, actors, it's just a completely different day because actors are so high energy and they're so, um, they're just, they wanna, they're, they're always on. Um, so it's, it's a very like fast paced kind of job in, in that way. And you're usually doing many faces um, when it's for, um, you know, like sketch comedy or like a short film or, um, you know, maybe like a, a YouTube series or something, whatever you're working on, you're, you're doing many faces. Um, so it's, it's typically just grooming, camera ready, making sure their skin is um, shine free and stuff like that. So, yeah. Do you like doing the most? Like which one do you wish you got more of? Um, definitely, I definitely like doing fashion and editorial um, and beauty. Those are my, those are my favorite. Um, shoots to do yeah I feel like it's like I feel like it might be the most glamorous part of it like I I like as an intern I go to these shows and I'm always like oh my god this is it just there's something like glamorous about working on those sets yeah yes it's so it's so glamorous it's so inspiring to me I mean when I was when I got that um opportunity to work for Romy Soleimani for Kate Spade and working backstage and that huge huge um production it was there was just so much going on there were stylists a whole you know all the models and the and the catering and the runway and it it was so so glamorous and so exciting and so exhilarating and I just knew that like this is what I want to do I, I want to be a part of this even like when the model coordinator is like screaming like you guys have like they're like screaming like you guys have three minutes but it's still like it's super exciting it's like oh my yeah. god yeah yeah, it's crazy. It's great. You're literally, I mean, cause you're working on the model and the model's getting her nails done. There's hair, there's all the hair people right behind you. You have to kind of just, you have a little space. <laughs> you have a little kind of like corner and space to work in and you just gotta, gotta make it happen. <laughs> yeah, like, just figure it out. You have to finish, but you have to finish in time. Like it's like, yeah, yeah. That's the other thing is like, it's so quick. And then once the models need to go, that's it. They're done. And then the lead makeup artist is touching them up and making sure everything is consistent, making sure she likes everything. Um, so just, um, I kind of being out of the way at that point, but also being on standby to touch up. Yeah. Yeah. 
it was funny because I've been dressed there like at a couple of shows and it's like all we have to do is like put the clothes on them but you guys like it's like up until like the last moment until she walks out you guys are still working you guys are yes like figure it out so it's like oh my god that's so like so I feel like it's so nerve-wracking to to be in that position but it seems exciting at the same time yeah it's definitely both it's definitely both especially if you've never done it before which I hadn't um so it can be a little nerve wracking, like, okay, what do I bring? What do I need to, you know, what, what do I need to have uh, with me? Because they do provide all the makeup. Um, if it's, you know, sponsored by a beauty brand or something like that, they do provide most of the makeup, but you still have to have some of your own pieces in your kit. And so you're just kind of unsure of like what you're supposed to do and where you're supposed to be. But I think all those nerves kind of get cast aside as soon as I start working because that's where I'm comfortable and I'm just like okay I got this exactly you just go into the zone and you're like I'm prepared to do this I know yeah yeah so you said that you started working on your portfolio where you were still like in school and how does someone get like as an extensive portfolio like yourself Uh, I would say just keep test shooting that for me, that's what I've been doing. And that's what I continue to do uh, still is just working on your book, um, developing your trying to develop your signature style um, and perfecting things because especially with beauty, it's so close up and it's such a big challenge, especially going from fashion into a beauty shoot. You're used to something being shot from a, a a big distance where it's a full body and you're not maybe seeing so much of the face or you're just seeing little a little bit you're not seeing everything so close up so no matter what there's always going to be challenges and you're always going to learn something from every single shoot um and I'm always learning and I'm and I'm always trying to improve you know kind of look at things critically and be like okay well you know, the eyebrow wasn't brushed that much or, oh, the lashes could have been curled better and they could have been separated more. So you're always learning every with every single test shoot that you do. So I would say, um, you know, my best is, advice is to start shooting if that's what you, you want to do. If you want to work in fashion or you want to work in beauty, find photographers that do that and continue to shoot and always always critique your own work and see what you can improve on and just go from there what is something you wished you knew before you became a makeup artist how tough skin you really need to be everybody says that you know like oh you need to have a tough skin you need to be able to deal with rejection well um but it's it's hard to really know what that means until you experience it um so I wish I I wish I had been more prepared to 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 realize that and also to realize that um, you have to stick to your gut. You, you, if you have a good head on your shoulders and you know right from wrong and you know how to you know, talk to people and deal with people and navigate tricky situations, just trust yourself more. I would say, yeah, I would say, I wish I had known just how difficult the industry was <laughs> before I went into it. Yeah, it's like, um, well, I haven't worked in makeup, but you just, it, you know, the rumors about the industry are true. People are a little mean. People are a little, a little nasty. But you know, you can find really, really nice people, really wonderful people who, you know, they're gonna actually, they're gonna actually help you instead of just criticizing you. They're gonna actually give you like good advice and like they mean well when they. Sometimes they can come off a little rough on the edges, but they mean well when they say something. Obviously, there's some people who are just, you know, a little 
but you know a lot of people yeah. do, and a lot of that's just the nature of the industry and you, you shouldn't take it so personally and you should learn right I wish I I wish I had known that just just to have a little bit of a thicker skin. Um, maybe don't be as don't be so sensitive about things, um, you know, and realize there's there's going to always be people who, um, you know, don't like something or, you know, want something changed and that's OK. Or maybe your rate isn't what they were expecting or things like that. Just try not to take things personally and just continue doing what you love and you'll be successful. Okay. What are five tips for people who want to begin their careers as makeup artists? You can take your time to think about these. Five tips. Um, I would definitely say the test shooting. You know, that's that's so important to, um, to get a portfolio because eventually you're going to get booked off of that portfolio. So you want to make sure it's your baby, it's your art. So you want to make sure it's good. You want to make sure it uh, represents your best work. Um, so that's so important. Um, just, just try to be humble. Just try to be personable. Just try to, you know, talk to everybody's equal on set. Don't try to ever act like you're above someone or that you're better than other people, because there's definitely a lot of ego, you know, like we were talking about before, there's definitely a lot of ego on set. Um, but yeah, just try your best to, to, to get along with everyone and, um, recognize the fact that you're a part of a team and the result is only as is going to be only as good as everyone is able to come together and you know create something as a team um, yeah. so keep that in mind I would say be persistent definitely be persistent always um, you know try to reach out to photographers um, stylists that you want to work with models um, like I said even if people don't answer um, there's always going to be someone that will, um, and the same thing for, you know, jobs too, is like, it's definitely important to categorize your work into different, um, sections, whether it's fashion or beauty, and you can send out your portfolios to different companies that you want to work with, um, maybe agencies, production companies, things like that. Um, so try to just do some, some research as well. Try to do some market research, like where, what are some, uh, production companies in your area? Um, what are some fashion agencies in your area? Um, is, are there any local, uh, talent? Are there any local talent that you can collaborate with? So just try to, you know, um, put your, put your business hat on and, and be productive in that way and find, I would say find out your why, why is this what you want to do? Um, because I think a lot of people have a completely different idea of what being a makeup artist is. They think it's, oh, it's so glamorous. You work with all these models, you work on these sets, um, but it's it's literally blood, sweat and tears if this is what you want to do. Um, and there's definitely going to be days where you're like, I don't know if this is the right decision. I don't know if this, I don't know if I can do this. Um, so you have to really figure out your why, why, why do you want to do this? Um, you know, how important is this to you? Because there's going to be so much sacrifice as well. That's something that I think that people don't realize um, is there's going to be a lot of sacrifice in terms of, you know, um, just availability. You have to have a lot of availability to be a makeup artist. Things come in last second, things happen on weekends. Uh, you might not be able to go out to dinners or friends parties. And I definitely 
um, had a lot of that in working in the spot industry and also in the makeup artist, makeup artist industry, um, you definitely lose a lot of personal time. So I would say, yeah, that's, that's important to know if, if this is something you're really truly passionate about, passionate about, and you'd give up, you'd make a lot of sacrifices to be there. Is there anything that you want to plug in that you have coming up or that you want people to look out for? Definitely this interview. <laughs> uh, definitely this interview. And um, I'm definitely going to be doing some fun projects. Um, we'll have some projects coming out with um, a photographer that I work with named Emily Teague. Um, I'm really excited. It was It's an editorial and it's going to be used for Ellen Crom, a photography company. Um, so that's a really exciting project that I was a part of. And another thing that I'm doing is a um, a bridal job with a model that I met. She's getting married and Mark Bauer is actually designing the dress. Wow. And so Shannon and Mark and I will be down at her wedding in December and getting her ready for her, for her wedding day. So that's really exciting. So thank you so much for coming on. It was, it was actually really nice having you and like hearing your experience and like all like you know, your perspective on the career and your career too. So thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for having me. It was awesome talking to you and being a part of it.